And now for something completely different. Our hosts are recording from home to bring you the same quality of shows that made Radio DePaul 2020's best college station in the nation. Listen live at RadioDePaul.com or on the Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> if y'all want to fight it like we do, if y'all want to fight it like us, let me say, ah, 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 If y'all want to fight it like we do, if y'all want to fight it like us, let me say, ah, 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 Okay. Anyways, welcome to the diary of a mad black woman. 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 Diary of a mad black girl. Sorry. I'm keeping all of this in too. The diary of a mad black woman podcast slash radio show. Everything in me to like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, welcome, welcome. My name is Zoe Paris. You are listening to Radio DePaul. Uh, this is the preface that I'm going to do every episode. Um, black people and black women are not a monolith. What I say represents me and my perspectives. This is groundwork for conversation, not a source for everything black. Just gonna say that every episode, just so you get it in your brains, you get it in your your heads. All right, guys. Um, today I have a very lovely guest with me, my best friend, <laughs> Kasia Martin. Kasia, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Kasia Martin. Um, I'm a sophomore, and my major is political science with a minor in French. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and a little bit about me is that I am a military brat. My dad um, just retired from the Army um, in, like, July of this year. I've lived in, like, um, what, nine? I've moved nine times in the past 19 years. I've been to uh, my dad. My parents are from South Carolina, so they moved from South Carolina to Kentucky, where I was born, which is Fort Campbell. And then they, we moved to Fort Campbell in Georgia, where my sister was born. Then we moved to uh, Missouri, and then we moved to Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. Then we moved to Fort Hood in Texas. Then um, West Point in New York, where my um, last sister was born. And I also have an older sister. Um, and then uh, we moved to Vicenza, Italy. Then we moved back to uh, Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri for the second time. And then we moved to Florida in the Miami area. Um, and yeah, I have, like I said, four sisters. And I'm black. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> are, don't we all? Which <laughs> don't we all? Um, I actually, I didn't talk about my siblings last episode, but I have four siblings three sisters and a brother they're all way older than me the gap the closest gap to me is seven years so that's a little side note um yeah so today (laughs) we're gonna talk about a very interesting topic me and Keisha are very passionate about this topic yeah it's been burning a hole in my chest to speak about publicly for a very long time (laughs) I need to let the people know Um, yeah (laughs) so we are gonna talk about black parenting um Mm -hmm. and all the black people out there generally should know what we're talking about. Yeah. What, we mean, what we mean by that. Um, but I know that everyone has like varying experiences. But, very, I feel but like it's all kind of generally. Bit, yeah. Um, umbrella. Exactly. Type thing. Um, and we'll talk about why that may be and all that. Mm. But what we mean by black parenting 
is just the the way that black parents go about teaching conditioning and con- raising their conditioning kids. and raising their kids I'm exactly say teaching but i think conditioning is a, the better word to use because when i really think about it the way that i interact with my parents specifically like in high school maybe late middle school was <laughs> was conditioned you yes. know um like it, it it wasn't like i'm doing this out of not everything, obviously. I very much love my parents, but there are a lot of things I feel that I did out of respect and fear of my parents mm-hmm. and less out of genu- genuine love and care. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that it was more, con- like I said, I think conditioning is more is a better word to use than teaching because I feel like with teaching, there is a more of a, like learning from what you've done wrong when conditioning is just like, doing something wrong and then getting disciplined for it and then like do you you get what i'm saying yeah because i feel like conditioning because you're an army brat it feels more of a like a military kind of stance where it's like you aren't met with reasoning and understanding you're met with uh immediate reprimanding yes like we talk about um how the institution serves us wrong and it doesn't give us a chance why don't our parents give us a chance first? And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's them trying to replicate, but I don't think they think that far. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> to replicate <laughs> how the institution uh-huh. <laughs> thinks about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to hit a couple topics. That was just like a little quick. A little. Di- a, 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 a little. 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 Yeah. Oh no no no! If you're four, you're like five two, five three. I just thought, anyway. I thought about Nicki Minaj for a second because don't don't bring her up. Nicki's in the doghouse. <laughs> Nicki is. In I'm the sorry, doghouse. I'm a barb, and I I'm not a barb. I'm also low key a barb, but not, like she's in the doghouse. I'm not a. I'm, I'm, okay, yes, you're so right about that. <laughs> and I'm not an apologist, but at least you're not an apologist, yeah. and I respect that. Yeah, but I did let me some Nicki. She's all right. I'm sorry. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So something that. Keisha can speak to I can't really speak to it because my parents were divorced in 2015 um and uh we just kind of want to talk about the head of the household kind of mentality um which is less of a case for me because I lived with my mom for not the majority of my life but the later years the more memorable years I was mostly with my mom um so she was the head of the house but it was between the two of us so it didn't feel like a hierarchy it just felt like me and my mom um, I feel like the head of the household aspect was like mm-hmm. magnified because my dad was in the military. Yeah, I because I think about how how my like life would have been potentially gone if my dad wasn't in the military, and it's like completely different. Mm-hmm. But that when I mean like the the head of the household aspects, my dad's like uh, military guy. Um, what I what I say goes. You can't like contradict what I say. No talking back. And just that whole, like, and it was just, like, toxic, too, because mm-hmm. um, my parents are getting divorced this year. Rest in peace. Yeah. Actually, but, like, not, not really. Uh, he like, deserved it. He really did. Um, I'm not going to air out all our dirty laundry on <laughs> this podcast, but let's just say it was warranted. I hate to cut you off, but I just got an email. This will date when this is happening, but I just got an email. Black Welcome Week is here. I know. I just saw it go across my screen on my laptop. Um, anyways, go on. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I'll bring you back. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think one thing you brought up before we started the podcast, Sash Radio Show, um, was 
and we'll talk about it later, I guess, more, but line of communication where it's like if you were to connect with your mom on something because your mom is a softer parental figure to you, yeah, she would automatically share that with your father, yes. which breaks a lot of your trust with her. Yeah, she would like tell my dad things. She was like, oh my God, you can come to me and tell me anything. And I tell her something, she'd go and tell my dad and my dad come yell at me. And what was the point of me telling you if I could tell you anything and you'd like, and she would say that, oh, he would feel out of the loop. I'm like, well, that's the point. If I wanted to talk to him, I would go and talk to him. Exactly. I wanted to talk to you. And like, my parents' dynamic is really, um, like like I said, head of the household. My dad is like top dog, and then my mom is other dog. <laughs> I don't know how else to like explain it. Um, like if we had an issue, we'd go and talk. She's like his right right hand man, basically. Yeah, and like I hated that because if like discipline fell on him most of the time, mm-hmm. and discipline was always severe. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like it would it would like be like a whooping or like they made us like write lines to um i remember my sister i didn't get in trouble a lot because i I saw how badly my sister got in trouble Mm -hmm. i didn't do any of the crap that she did because i didn't want that for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah um i saw what my sister did and i did not want to do that so i wasn't in trouble a lot but my dad like she had to like sit with books on top of her head stuff like that it was just books on top of her head yeah like squat like against the wall like a wall sit with books that's like straight up abuse that like hello somebody i i I think majority of what and this is a very large generalization but from what i've seen i think this is the case for most black families there is a level of abuse when it comes with how parents interact with their kids that's like and it's like like beyond like black level abuse because i think there's like quote-unquote black level of abuse mm -hmm. which which like whoopings whoopings with Getting switched by a stick, which I never experienced, Me but like my our parents did. Yeah, that my crazy. mom got beat with anything like my grandma could like put her hands on. She got beat with the <laughs> what's it called? Yo. A telephone. Uh, yo, yo, yo. The 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 telephone thing. The line. That's you not being. You don't know how to parent. If if you have to resort to violence to get your kid to listen to you, you can't. You're not a good parent. That's all right. I have to say. Right. Um. I let me let me tell you guys. I give Keisha her therapy. <laughs> I am so emotionally incompetent and stunted. <laughs> it's insane. But it it comes back to like, why were our, our parents beating us? I didn't get beat that often. Me I'll neither. Be but like, it's but just like, like the I like the, the fact I, that it happens more to other kids. I think I just had to um, handle my emotions on my own, and that's yeah. where the emotional incompetence comes from. Yeah. Speaking of emotional incompetence, you guys, this is. This is like the the big- we're in order. <laughs> we're going in order. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Um, no, but we want to talk a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of bit about like emotional like, immaturity. I feel like this is our big like. That's thing the that big thing. Hit. We have um, we have so many like subtopics of this. Yeah, because here's the thing with emotional immaturity. It, I feel it. It's the base of all of the problems. It's the lack of critical analysis on like, hey, this child is a person. This is this is a small person that knows nothing, and I'm the only one teaching them anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if black parents as a whole. The I'll just make the statement now. This is all generalizing. It's very subjective. But hey, like I said last time, this is the a uh, 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 an almost universal experience that I've seen mm-hmm. um, of a, like specifically black americans but i think it's it's them not 
I don't know. Not knowing how to handle their anger, maybe. Not- I, that's, I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad has also has anger issues. And, mm-hmm. like, my one of the tenets of, like, my parents, like, I, think, I don't think tenets is, like, the right word, of, like, them breaking up. Or like one of the reasons why they broke up yeah. is because my dad because of my dad's anger, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "You need to go to therapy for that." And he's like, mm, "No, <laughs> exactly." But <laughs> like, you need anger so, management classes. They're they they are, but they're so disconnected from what any of their decisions mean. Mm-hmm. I think um, there is a distinct moment where because I I have a similar problem with Kaja, but I think I realized it maybe earlier than Kasia about how I handle my feelings as a product of how I was raised. Um, most of the time I felt as though, and maybe this is a black woman thing. Um, cause I feel like with black men, it has more to do with, um, masculinity and less about oh, for sure. being a black child. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I need to contain myself. If mm-hmm. I'm not containing myself and I'm not being presentable, then why am I it, outside it, of my own room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um like, the, the biggest example I can think of, and this was vaguely recently, not like recent recent, I was still under 18, I was a minor. It, I, I don't even know if there's anything necessarily going on with me, um, but I just like wanted my own space, wanted my own time, which I think is fair and warranted for a person. Oh, yeah. I was a full grown person. You should be awarded your own space at, at, at any time. Exactly. Like- so it was, it was a, a moment where I just wanted that. And and I don't even necessarily remember what my mom was doing, but it was just, like, agitating me. Obviously, I'm not giving her attitude. I was just, like, being quiet, being in my corner, in, like, the car, just wanting to get home, go to my room, whatever. Keeps on, like, egging me. Like, asking me. And I'm like, honestly, at this point, I don't know the reason. But the fact that I'm not 100% cheery, 100% presentable, it's seen as ineffective or not great or a, a, a disrespect was i present for that time because i tell you this all the, i tell there's this situation that i was present with zoe and her mom that like really irked me when we were um in florida and we were talking about zoe was gonna potentially move in with me and sydney my um our other friend and um we were in the car like me and sydney were in the back seat zoe was in the front talking to her mom about like moving in with us potentially and then her mom just like uh like they just started talking and her mom just like what's the word just like shut me down shutting you down yeah for sure yeah um and like not allowing you to speak which i yeah whatever Mm -hmm. um but the part that really put me into fight or flight was when she was like zoe don't have an attitude and you're like no i don't have an attitude and she's like zoe don't have an attitude (laughs) you're like i don't have an attitude (laughs) and you'll keep on asking me and i'll get one four times and i was like Ask me one more time and I'll give that attitude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think they want a reaction. They want to rise out of you, for it's, sure. But the instance, I, which I think that's a great instance, um, more recently, that was spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the instance I was thinking of, I think I was maybe that a was, junior. That was the summer. It was the summer. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Um, but the instance I was thinking of, um, egging, like, not necessarily, like, egging me, but just, like, kept on, like, poking me. And I'm like, hey yeah keeps on going i start crying um and it could have i'll give you something to cry about (laughs) (laughs) and i will i won't even say that was the particular reason i was crying i think there's some some other stuff going on i have that problem of like holding things in Mm. um but when met with that it was a me problem Mm mm-hmm 
your child is crying and it's a it's a there it's a them problem i know i was like what 16 at the time was your did your mom do like the i'll give you something to cry about stuff no she i feel like she is because think about this sorority girl right where it's like i think she's all about being presentable and i think Mm -hmm. she forgets how much that matters to her Mm -hmm. on what it means to be a presentable black woman Mm -hmm. um and at that moment i wasn't presentable and and i'm not in her head in this i don't know how she was feeling but i think that specific moment is what my problem is with black parenting Mm -hmm. to take that moment as a discipline moment instead of taking that moment to be like my child is crying right now and it's because of you and not even, yeah, like, it, even if it's not You're technically like the, because of her, it's an immediate reaction to what was you were doing. Yeah. And to meet that with discipline and to meet that with aggression to the point where I feel forced in a corner to explain myself when I don't even know completely why I'm crying. Yeah, because they didn't give you the tools You, you never to... gave me the tools to explain my feelings. Mm-hmm. My feelings were always stop crying, wipe your face, go in your room. Never, never, uh, why are you... Like, explain to me. Help, help, but in, in, in a non-condescending way. Not about, yeah. why are you crying? Yeah. Uh, why are you crying? What's wrong? Let me help you through what's going on. So I think that's, that's my big peak moment with emotional immaturity, where it's like, I don't necessarily want to say that my mother is emotionally immature. I don't think that's the case. I think there's a disconnect on, she's already an adult. Mm. She knows how to handle her feelings. I don't. I think or I didn't at least yeah I think same with my dad he's definitely not emotionally competent uh incompetent but um he just there's just like a desk a disconnect between his feelings and uh how that affects other people mm-hmm. he just doesn't get that I don't think mm-hmm. and like there was like a situation like I said I'm not gonna air out all my dirty laundry on <laughs> there's a situation it's easy to considering the topics I, but we'll, yeah. we'll try not to keep it too you know yeah too too, too personal um there was a situation where me and my sister sat down with my dad and we were telling him um things that we didn't um that we didn't necessarily like about his like about him Mm -hmm. that we wanted him to change Mm -hmm. and then he took that and he was like angry Mm -hmm. and we were like me It's, it's hard for black adults as a whole to be met with criticism yeah because they they don't want to be told by someone who's "Quote unquote lesser than them yeah. that they're doing something." And I wrong. like I have four sisters. All of us were sitting at this table. We were mm-hmm. in tears, mm-hmm. telling this man how we felt about him, and we just like wanted some kind of like relief or like just change or like a, a slight change. Mm-hmm. He stormed off and went to his room, and I'm like, really? If we're all sitting here crying and telling you how we feel, you, why? I, what prompts that, you to get up? Such an get emotional up, disconnect. Right. What prompts you, you to get up from the table? Sorry ta- for your kids. Yeah. Like what prompts you to, to leave the table mm-hmm. and go? And he left my mom to deal with us. That's awful. That's yeah. Awful. And like my emotional immaturity comes from him. Mm-hmm. I swear. And like you said, you 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 became aware of that like when you were sixteen. Was that your like awakening, quote unquote? I don't know if that was my awakening. I think it was when I started dating. I took note of it. See, I I was stunted in like the whole dating thing. I just started. I mean, as was I. My first relationship was online. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. I feel like it counts in like a way. In an emotional way, it counts. Yeah. I was definitely emotionally connected to this. Yeah, person. for sure. Um, for me, I literally started dating. Um, in general, 
when you moved Aug- out here. I feel like August of 2020 because of the other guy. You <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I'm sorry. It's okay. A little side note that I think is really funny. A little, a little piece of light in this very deep, dark conversation. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend now, Kasia, actually matched <laughs> with him <laughs> on Bumble uh, months and months before we got together. And I distinctly <laughs> <laughs> I remember Keisha sit, like showing me a picture of him, like the Snapchat. Is she, is she, and I was no. like, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, girl. Um, did you tell him that? No. Uh, he goes, I'm, I'm, out today. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him because um yeah, I, I remember you saying he's alright. Um I, okay, here's the thing. He's and it was before I was like, mm, yeah, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and it was it, he was the last straw. I feel so bad. He was the, he he was was the, the, he was the, he was the, the straw that broke the camel's back yes. because I was, and I like blocked him and like, it was terrible, but <laughs> he doesn't even remember you. So it's no, it's a, and it's totally, and okay. apparently he was going through it tough at that point. So I think you, do, you dodged a bullet because <laughs> if y'all did get together, me and him would have never happened. Anyways, yeah. that's just a funny thing that I wanted to talk about real quick to the, yeah. cause we're talking about some. A little, it's, it's, it's a, a little, it's a light at the at at the not the end of the tunnel because we're not there. It's like it's like there's it's a, a break. it's a reprieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my emotional immaturity comes from my father because, like I said, <laughs> I'm so sorry. The fact that we're like he 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 he, and then my emotional immaturity. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, like I said, I just started dating like August of like 2020, and I moved here like the very like the. I was gonna say a bad word. Um, Don't say it. On, I'm not on the like the tail end of um, 2020, and that's when I like fully started like dating. Kind of actually, I didn't really start dating dating until like March, April. Yeah, I think it was it was more on the basis of like talking to people, and yes. that's not dating. There's no emotional. There's no emotion yeah. needed to just swipe on people on Bumble and then give, like let them give you compliments and then never talk to them again. Right. So like I was just talking to people up until like March and then um, I started actually dating. Um, but I, I it took me like this year to realize how emotionally stunted I was mm-hmm. uh, because there there was like a series of events because sometimes. Um, I feel like I am so emotionless. Like, I, t- I was texting Zoe about this last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, like, in a dark place last night where I was, like, I feel so emotionless and, like, robot-like because I don't know how to articulate my feelings. And, like, I don't know how I feel about things until, like, the time has passed. Like, I have to, like, look back on it to know how I actually felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like my parents, especially my dad, did not give me the tools that I needed to to be like emotionally mature because he doesn't have he doesn't have the tools himself, himself no. he can't give you anything he doesn't have um but I think that comes to people who don't need to be parents shouldn't be parents mm. they had contraception <laughs> they had they had contraception then they could have anyways that's that's a whole other whole other point I'm glad you're alive though Thanks. You're welcome. That makes one of us. I had so much more to say on the on like emotional immaturity because I I just realized mine, like recently there was a situation where I liked someone they liked me back but situation turned and uh, we just decided to be friends and I was they might listen to this. 
And it's okay. Okay. We're on. You we, had that conversation. We, yeah, we're, we had the conversation. We're on great terms. Okay. Just making sure. Um, Checking in. Yeah. And I'm like the type of person who needs to be, um, who I, I need to have, like, I need to know where boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I, um, oh, another thing is I can't discern the difference between platonic and romantic feelings. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was, like, still... I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say hung up on the person, but, like, I was still holding on. I think in that instance, it's less, like, every everything emotionally comes back to how you're raised. But I think that's less of emotional immaturity and more of just, like, you haven't been in the dating pool very long, mm-hmm. which is either, because you weren't ugly, and, like, <laughs> in, in the standards of everyone else, you weren't ugly. I, I, you, no. I've seen the pictures. What, what, uh, this, from what years? Have you seen the pictures? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be giving you too much credit. You're giving me a lot of credit. I don't okay. think I got hot until August of 2020, right before I, right, right after high school and uh-huh. right before I came here. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think that problem more has to do with your inexperience of dating and also the fact that you're gay. And I think that's a as a bi woman myself. I I, I I've noticed it too. it's hard to notice especially with women. To be like, are we being friends or are we flirting? This is all side note. This yeah, is not what yeah, yeah. We, we were supposed to be talking oh. about. But um, uh, but I was forced to come to terms with how I actually felt. And I was struggling so hard. Like, I had written a note for them that I was going to, like, send to them. Um, and I was, like, really, like, I was really stressed about it because I, I didn't know how they would take it. Mm-hmm. Which they ended up taking it well. But, um, yeah, I, it just, I... Connecting with yourself emotionally and outwardly is difficult. I think I'm the same, but something else that it, another way that it appears for me, I don't know if it's the case for you, is holding other people's feelings above my own. Yes. Because that's, that's, that's how it was in our homes. Like, yeah, if I had a question or if I wanted to talk to my mom about something i really really had to focus on how she felt in that moment because if i came at her at the wrong time the wrong way yeah then that's my head you know and like like i said before i i'm a the i have three sisters um and i'm the middle child and like as a middle child you're like the peacemaker and you're like the glue of like your siblings or whatever so i felt like it was my responsibility to like um what's the word to like conform to what my sisters wanted and like calm the house down yes Mm -hmm. so i i couldn't make any noise i just had to calm everyone like i I had to make sure everyone else was quiet yeah yeah i I would say it was it was similar for me yeah i just had to make sure everyone else was okay before i even thought about myself Mm -hmm. i rarely even thought about myself. and having to do that so from such a young age on it manifests so badly i think all of this is an example because i see on twitter a lot because i'm on black twitter uh, and I see on Twitter a lot of people debating whether it's okay. Uh, we haven't talked much about it yet, but hitting your kids, mm-hmm. debating if that's okay, debating um, some of the respect policies that the black community has. A lot of ethnic communities have mm-hmm. uh, and questioning it. And people will be like, well, I'm fine. Are you fine? Because are, are you? Though? Are you? Because like, think oh, about yeah. your relationships. Think about your friendships. Mm-hmm. Think about how you interact with people being angry with you. People, uh, think about how you interact with being angry. Yeah. 
are you actually okay? Because I think people forget to draw back and think about where those negative or bad things come from. Oh, another thing is I don't I don't cry often. Like it takes a lot to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be like the last resort. Because mm-hmm. I, I and I like crying because I feel like I don't do it enough because I feel like it's my emotional release. Yeah, and I have a log of the last time I cried and like the last time I cried doesn't even count because I got I was tested positive for COVID. So like <laughs> I feel like that doesn't really count as emotional release. So uh, it it is still releasing to cry at all, but that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it wasn't like a, like a I don't know that my criteria is like it has to be like a release of like emotions or like built, yeah, yeah, yeah. built up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's having to do with like my parents saying stop crying. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you like whenever, crying's negative. Yeah, like whenever something like whenever something inconveniences you, <laughs> you're not supposed to cry. And a lot inconveniences me, and I don't cry. And I feel like it has a lot to do with just like how my parents raised me because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of what i talked about before presentability you're mm-hmm. not presentable when you cry yeah it's like if i can't be pre- like unpresentable in my home where can i be right yeah like i should be able to obviously i shouldn't be disrespectful mm-hmm. but crying isn't disrespectful it's not and like and most of the time for me especially when i was like little little like i'm talking like early elementary school if i was getting yelled at my immediate response was to cry and then i'd get yelled at more because i was actively crying but at that time i don't get a say in what's happening right now yeah that's how my body is reacting to the fact that i have to hold in every thought in my brain oh with my with my dad especially i would get to the point where i would just be like okay 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 and then they get mad at that yes like why are you saying okay what do you want me to say what else is there to say? Like, right. and they want you to, t- they're like, I'm talking to you. They want you to say something. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will make this statement. I will make the statement. This isn't under the assumption that I was a perfect child. I wasn't. I did things wrong. Well, I. Girl, don't I'm lie like, to yourself. No, I, I think that I was a decent child. I don't even like saying that on any, like, I think I was a decent child. Like, I got really good grades. I was like, uh, I, well, I didn't do sports. That's like my only, like. Downfall. I mean, I I was a decent child. I think there are times where I did things wrong. Mm-hmm. Everyone does things wrong. Everyone makes mistakes, especially as a child. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was like so scared of like messing up because my you, sister yeah. did. I, yeah. I was like, it was like beat into my brain. Like, mm-hmm. don't do what Kelsey did. That's my older sister. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like the model child. So I I genuinely think that I was a, like a decent child. Perfect. I feel like perfect's what you're looking for. I, I, I was a decent child. Um, Perfect. Are you are you thinking I, that I wasn't no, a no, decent no, no, child? No, 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 no. I I wouldn't because I don't want to use the word perfect. Close. I what what's the I whatever close to perfect. I was close to perfect. I yeah. Because I would argue that I was a decent child. I didn't purposely do anything bad for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe out towards the end I did some a little outlandish things, but like I also knew how to handle it. Like I got a job when I wasn't supposed to, um, but also. I'm not supposed to get a job. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, and I, but I, I touched on it a lot before. Um, we touched on it a lot before. But beating, beating your kids. I told my dad that beating your children was like generational trauma from slavery. And he was like, no, I don't believe that. Then where do you think it came from? Why? Because I, I know. But, I know for a fact that the only thing these white people were hidden were the slaves uh-huh. and we and we got the culture beaten out of us so what do you think we got that from that's it mm. that like 
truly treating their kids like little slaves. Yeah. It's, yeah, rooted in slavery. Oh, yeah. Like, think about how our parents got beat. Yeah, like, like I said, they they got beat like slaves. Yeah, anything that my my switches I, and sticks and my paddles. You know, like that wire that is attached, like the telephone. Mm-hmm. My mom got beat with that. Like, is anything that my grandma could get her hand on. Whenever mm-hmm. I talk about my grandma, I'm talking about my mom's mom because I don't think I'll talk about my my. I don't think I know how my grandmother, my dad's mom, disciplined him and my my aunt. So mm-hmm. maybe the fact that you don't know is telling. It's so interesting how they, they, but they act as if there's no other form of discipline. Even, even if a kid does it on purpose. Because the kids that I've seen that like, yeah, that kid deserves a whooping. Nine times out of ten, if he was just like disciplined earlier, he wouldn't have done that in the first place. Mm -hmm. There is a minimal chance that a kid is just bad. It's yeah. just bad. Bad for the sake of bad. I don't believe bad, that. That doesn't rarely exist because that always comes back to the home. Mm-hmm. Always come back to the home. Like the joke about like the little black kids with snot all over their faces and gold teeth. <laughs> How they're always bad kids. Not only does that kid probably have ADHD. <laughs> his mama was beating him since he could walk. I my um my uh cousin my cousin's kids. Yeah, his one of his uh, his like first son, he was like so afraid of his mom for a long time. Like any time that she would like raise her hand against him, he would like flinch. And I felt so bad mm-hmm. like she and he wasn't even a bad kid. Mm-hmm. He's just like a super extremely smart kid mm-hmm. who like who's just too much for her to handle. Mm-hmm. I don't like kids her. shouldn't be scared of their parents. They should not be scared. of They their shouldn't parents. be point blank. Children should not be scared of their parents I think because those are the people you're supposed to learn from and who you're supposed to be able to go and talk to i think the idea that you should be scared of your parents is also rooted in slavery yep, too for sure because it, the whole situation not uh, this is like definitely generalization but like in, <laughs> in my brain the the idea of like a black black parents and their child a black parent provides a home and a and a, a house for their child. Mm-hmm. So did the the, the slave master. <laughs> like I'm, like the, the, what what I'm, I, what I'm doing as a parent is providing you a space and food to live, and that is my only requirement as a parent. It's oh like, my! Well, my parents. No, it's not. My parents would say like, "Oh, I I gave I gave you clothes on your back and food in your in your mouth," and I'm like, "Well, I didn't ask to be born, so you have to do that." Right, and you don't just have to do that. You're an entire human being. Teach that child how to be a person. Mm-hmm. That is your job as a parent. I don't know if this is the case for Kasia, but th- this is a lot of negativity towards my parents. Um, and I have problems with their parenting choices. And I will use all of my problems to be a better parent in the future, which I think all ki- kids should do. Same. Um, but I still love my mom. Mm-hmm, for sure and not, and not in a weird like stockholm syndrome way like <laughs> That's a like i still syndrome. connect deeply with my mom i call her every couple days tell her about my day like i'm excited to talk to her and yeah. tell her about things um and I, I think maybe it's because she sees me in, as an adult so it's easier for us to connect yeah i think but that I just, oh, sorry, sorry go ahead finish your thought i just wanted to make that point that 
um, me and maybe other black children out there are having these issues. Because in in the grand scheme of black parenthood, my mother is not the worst. No, yeah, for sure. She is not There are definitely worse parents out there than my father. Yeah, there are narcissistic mothers, which are oddly very common in the black community. Um, Mm -hmm. There are just, there are fathers who just who see their daughters growing and think that it's like i don't know man there's there's a lot of things that could be a lot worse for me yeah and i think whoever is doing stuff up there um that i wasn't brought to that kind of family but i just i just wanted to say that i love my mom very much i love my dad very much and none of this is ill-willed i just wanted to and you know what? The fact that I feel that I need to do that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the uh, fact that you have to, like, say that you still love them and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do. I do. The, yeah. Despite the... Despite their faults. Dis- despite their faults. Because they're still people. And I think that's what I grew up to learn is mm-hmm. that parents are people. Just like parents need to learn that their children are people. Yes. I, um, I have, like, a going list in my head about things that my... Things that I would do differently as a parent. Like, I, like I, I, always, I always say that I don't want children. But like, I do have a list in, like, in case, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you not want children because you genuinely don't want children? Or do you not want children because you're scared of how you'd parent them? Both. Okay. It's more of the fact that I don't want, I don't want to be responsible for another being. But you're also 20? You're 20? 19 you're 19 you're don't, not 20 yet you're don't do that to me <laughs> i turned 20 in december okay yeah, yeah. um sagittarius ah, ah. uh taurus um my no sign is a taurus <laughs> i know um but i only asked that because like you have your list of names and yeah. that's oh yeah I, it's it's just like because i have a whole list of baby names right it's just like names that i like honestly mm-hmm. they're just but, names that i but like you're, but you're also 20 19 you're 19 <laughs> you're basically there I, i'm you're so dramatic there. i was just fake crying um, um but you're you're 19 of course it's hard to think about kids when you're 19 and you are still working i'm sorry this is a, this is a therapy <laughs> this is too much for me please i do not need to be, i do not need to be reminded of my age but you're you're only 19 I, I you know. being scared of responsibility is normal I think I'm just like a little, uh, like a smidgen bit more mature, and I can't wait to have kids. Okay. Yeah, because you're like in a serious relationship, so. Ah, I, we like just started. I want, we're serious. I'm not saying we're not serious, but the wanting kids was a thing before him. Yeah. I feel like it's more of a thought in your brain now. It, yeah, because we, we have, we had the kid conversation. Because we, we were They've ta- been together for two months. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, y'all, if we, <laughs> y'all think this is like, oh my God, like they're in college and you're not going to last. Up. I actually think we will. <laughs> Anyways, when we had that conversation, we talked a lot about like where we came from. He was his life and I don't have the right to go into it, but his life was a lot worse and is than mine with his relationship with his parents and i think the fact that he used that like me to like kind of process of elimination this is not what i'm gonna do yeah some people whenever they have like whenever they're faced with something i I can explain it um like faced with 
themselves is that what you're trying to say so, or? like so they had bad parents mm-hmm. they some people either abhor having children and then some people will like oh yes i'm having children but i'm just like treat i'm just gonna be a good parent and i think there's a third where it's like they see no problem yeah they see no problem and they'll continue the cycle of abuse yeah um i'm i'm, I'm definitely like more towards i'm not having children and, and I, I respect it i I don't know what would what would have to change for me to want to have children at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if yeah, I don't know. I just don't. And you know what? You never have to deal with a pregnancy scare because <laughs> you're <laughs> a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the list of things, one of the things on the list that I said that, that I was gonna do was I was gonna totally omit the whole no back talk thing because that really did like because what what is back talk right it's just like because especially like my dad he would be like like i would say something that's like actually valued like be quiet you do you know what i'm saying like right. just shut me down or i'm saying something that like actually makes sense and yep. it should be considered like i get that i'm in trouble and i'm in a stance of i need to be punished right now I get that. Or even an instance where you don't need to be punished. Can we at least have a conversation about it? Can you, it? like, hear me out and, ex- like, listen to my reasons for doing what I did? And I think maybe the conversation thing is less of a black parent issue and more of just, like, a parent issue. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be met with um, pushback and hate it. Yeah, because I feel like I am very, like, I, I wouldn't say meek is the word but i'm like very conservative or like reserved i think reserved is the word when it comes to like voicing my opinion because of my um my dad like i am like really wary and like reserved when it comes to voicing my opinion because i'm afraid of rejection or um or or afraid of being met with like harsh criticism Mm -hmm. so that's why for like me i don't like you very like i don't i don't fight with people Mm -hmm. i always say and i don't like mean this in like in the way it's gonna sound but like <laughs> okay. if you have a problem with me it's your problem i don't do anything to make anyone feel so you're a very reserved person yes i do i i sit there and smile if you have a problem with me it's yours yeah i you you concur i concur because as someone who's known her for a year and i feel like i've been through this girl's brain yeah if you have a problem with her <laughs> it's it's not me it's you baby <laughs> especially because it's like I, I could argue it would be weird if someone had a problem with you at all, at but all, especially yeah. if they don't know you. Yeah. So, yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't have an, like, I don't voice my opinions on most things. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm not, like, an outwardly outspoken person. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, if you have a problem, it's with yourself, not me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think... I'm different. I feel like people can have problems with me because I, I have such an out personality mm. uh, where it's easy for people to be like, I don't like her. And I'm like, hey, that hurt my feelings a little bit because uh, I do seek validation. But I respect your wrong opinion. <laughs> I think another thing for me when people like like I said, people don't have if you have a problem with me, it's your problem. I also have like a thing where I need to be liked by everyone also mm-hmm. because I, everyone I've come across has liked me. Mm-hmm. So for someone to not like me is jarring. So there there was that point of conversation. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Um, have you gotten or did you ever get from your parents the race talk? 
I, okay, I did not. Okay. Because, and I kind of wish that I did, because mm-hmm. once I got thrown into public school, it, it all went to hell. But, I, I yeah. y- your official answer is no. My official answer is no. Personally, technically I did. I said no before, because um, I, you know, that it wasn't an impromptu question. We had that question prepared, and I already knew the answer. I just wanted to bring it into, uh, bring it into fruition. Um, mm. I don't even know what that means. Anyways. Yeah, I... Uh, I was talking, girl. I was was still on my point. Sorry. You have a problem with yourself, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I had the black woman conversation with my mom. Uh, But that was in high school. So Mm -hmm. it was less about, like, obviously the boys, the black boys, get the you're not safe Mm -hmm. kind of conversation. Yeah. Women get the you're not safe conversation. I think black women get the, well, maybe I, you know what? I won't even say that. I don't, I, I wouldn't say that. I'll say that as someone who went to a white high school, I got the, you're the face of black women conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was in the cheer team, like the football cheer team. I, I also cheered competitively. Uh, I was in theater and my mom was always like, you're going to be that black theater girl. And I was. I was the only black girl in theater. And it was very clear that everything I did, even if in a, in a minute way, was going to be some of these kids' first black interaction and what they draw back to when they think about black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's less about parenting. I mean, kind of about parenting, because I think my mom tried her best to prepare me for that. I think she may have given it to me a little a little too late. Mm-hmm. just like a smidgen too late um because i i the times i remember having the conversation was like junior year but i had already been in it for two years mm. but yeah i think i think do you think the talk is integral with parenting a black child i think so i would agree i, I just wanted to ask i think i i don't think i talk about it on the podcast but um, like I said, I'm a mil- like I came from a military family, and like the kids that I grew up with, I grew up like in a predominantly white type of situation where every like everywhere I moved, up until I moved to um, to Florida. I mean, high school in Missouri, which was which was predominantly white, but that's public school, so that I feel like that's different. Yeah, but I've been going to military um, installation schools since I was in school. Um, up until high school, so um, I was definitely, like, sheltered, I feel like, because the kids that I went with, they were genuinely, genuinely didn't see color. They were, like... Colorblind. They were, yeah, they were colorblind, for lack of a better word, because I don't know, I don't know how else I to, mean, that's that's the term for it. Like, that, yeah, they genuinely did not care, mm-hmm. and I did not care. Like, I like I knew, about, like, the N-word was a bad word. I didn't even say it at that point, mm-hmm. which I, I do now. Um, but, like, <laughs> and I knew, like, like, slavery was bad, and, like, there was, like, segregation in school, but, like, I thought it was, like, over. Like, I didn't, but I didn't I, know, like, it was, like, a big thing. That's, like, an isolated spot. Like, I yeah. think the, the reason, and uh, colorblind is a inherently bad thing to be but it is a real thing to be mm-hmm. um like i think 70s on to now because i think there's plenty of people that are colorblind and they don't realize it um 70s on to now was like a that's like a kind of common thing among white people unless they're actively seeking like critical race theory mm-hmm. is being like yeah we like fixed most if not all of it right 
mm-hmm. which is not true. Yeah, that's not <laughs> um, the right assessment. But yeah, I, th- I think it is integral to have that conversation with your child. Um, yeah. And maybe it's kind of like, um, kind of like the, uh, what, what am I trying to compare this to? Like other deep, deep conversations that you'll eventually have to have with your child. I think the better like the thing. Sex talk? Exactly. Like the sex talk is to start um, small. Mm-hmm. start small and build that up right like yeah. there's children's books especially like a whole bunch of like anti-racist children's books now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. post george floyd super super common now mm-hmm. there'll probably be way more when i'm actively having a child i don't know about you shorty but yeah. <laughs> i'll be having kids you'll be the aunt mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and it's teaching them incrementally mm-hmm. so it's not devastating when they have to interact with it yeah i genuinely think that my parents should have given me the race talk because mm-hmm. once i entered um public school my uh, freshman year mm-hmm. that's when like it all like when i noticed that like oh because i like i said i thought that like racism was like solved <laughs> not really i I, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't a thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got there, I went to, like, a school in Missouri. And, Which like, sounds I, terribly racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had kids in my school who would, like, who had, like, these big four-wheeler trucks who would, like, have the Confederate flag hanging on their, mm. on their truck. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you, as a mis- Midwest man know about the because they can't even the they can't can't claim the southern Southern pride they can't even use that excuse maybe you're in the midwest right what does that have to do with and then sometimes it's like some some excuse that i've heard is it's the face of rebellion and i was like it was active tyranny and you're also pro-america you can't be both why does a flag that was literally is that's not even like the real confederate flag that's, yeah. it's it's like a it's like some it's a battle flag for something else mm-hmm. i forgot what it is yeah, yeah um but it's not even like the like the real confederate flag and the confederacy was only alive for three years yep. why does it have such a hold on white people it was not for racism i don't like i don't get that mm-hmm. um but yeah there are people who had confederate flags on their trucks um i knew some like within like the town that i would drive through to get home mm-hmm. there would have there would be like people who would have it in their windows um and like because my school was like attached not attached but like in conjunction with the military um base um it was like kind of it was more progressive than like any other school within mm-hmm. a 25 mile radius um but still and like i had the, i not i had white friends that said the n-word but i like knew people who said the n-word who mm-hmm. should not be saying the n-word yeah i remember like at homecoming because you know they're playing rap at homecoming it'd just be a smidgen too loud for the fact that there were only 80 kids like 80 black kids in the entire school and there are about 2,000 people at my school i believe (laughs) and it was a little too loud it was a little too loud i heard a little too many voices at homecoming um this is kind of on the topic of like the n-word but it's not no not kind of it is here's the thing Shorty. Topic. i know just like one one thing okay i have a friend who's like puerto rican i love her to death mm-hmm. but she says she's like we like uh we were friends in middle school and then i met her when i was in florida mm-hmm. hopefully she does not listen to <laughs> <laughs> she was like is it okay if i said the n-word and like i said 
I wasn't like racially, I didn't say what I, that I was racially aware when, but I was racially, I didn't become like racially aware until like I moved here, which is, I, I was just stunted in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, yeah, okay. Because I didn't like, I knew the gravity of it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know the gravity of it. Mm-hmm. So like, she was Puerto Rican, but she was like white. She was a white Puerto Rican. Like not even like, because there are Puerto Ricans that are straight up black. Yeah. She was not she one of was, them. She was white. She okay. had like curly red hair. No, curly blonde hair. Who mm. am I lying to? Um, and I was like, yeah, of course. Being the, anyway. Yeah, the, your parents should have gave you the talk. Yes. I, I let so there, many pa- there is no, people pass. There, at this point, there is no post-racist society. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop acting we're like We're still it. in it. We need, we're still in it. We need to stop acting as if we Racism are. Because it doesn't prepare kids for it doesn't help going, anyone right you know what christian walker is that his name yes ghetto be alarmers <laughs> ghetto ghetto he, I, ghetto, I, I, ghetto be alarmers. I honestly think that he's faking it he's gotta be faking it it can't be real <laughs> he, i i give him that he could be a conservative or a trump supporter but like to be doing all of that <laughs> getting his little starbucks anyways <laughs> um christian walker that feels wrong but that is his name we can't say that word. That's why I didn't say that <laughs> word. I, I'm getting ready to call myself that. Dr. Umar is a big fan of the word that was said. If you know who that is, then you know what she said. If you, Anyways, you know, you, if you know, you know. If you don't know, now you, you know. know. Mr. Resident. <laughs> I was thinking about the, act, the B.I.G. one. If you don't know, now you that, know. That tells you where both of us are. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> for context um uh, this is he re- just walked in yeah this is recorded in my living room and our our token white <laughs> <laughs> went and took my apple juice <laughs> i've never heard us refer to her as a token white i'm gonna change her name of my phone to token white <laughs> we're constantly making an oreo and she sits <sighs> in the middle of Look at an Oreo. <laughs> i love that picture of us by the way what can i say except you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyways guys that last bit was terribly terribly done i'm so sorry but i hope you kind of enjoyed this was a deep dark topic it sure was this is kind of deep for the second week but i think it I fo- think all of them are going to be like all of them are kind of like that except like the entertainment one yeah Sorry. should um, i say that that's fine okay cool um yeah i want to do some do some episodes i'll probably do one next week so it's it's like dark light dark light a little (laughs) yeah a little light at the end of the tunnel every every week when you hear about our deep dark traumas as black Uh, women yeah i'm glad that i unloaded because i have been really struggling with like my and that's the point of this i'm glad that we got to do this yeah um also i didn't i like unlike you how you said i love my parents i didn't really say that that much i (laughs) i do love my father and i do love my mother um i hope you guys enjoyed our talk like with every week you can follow me on instagram at xoe.parris i will be posting every wednesday on my instagram stories people can ask me questions you can also uh, mention me or dm me on twitter my twitter at is at xoe underscore p-a-r-r-i-s do you want to plug anything Kasia? yeah you can follow me on instagram at <laughs> m.kasia or m.kasia with an a wait no asia asia with the k that's why i okay. always tell people to pronounce my name mm-hmm. asia with the k um I would tell you my Snapchat, but, like, that's embarrassing because I made it when I was in middle school, so, <laughs> no. 
And you uh, don't want all these people adding you on Snapchat. Maybe I do. You don't know my life. They can ask you on Instagram. You, so you can see see what they look like Slide first. Line the, <laughs> <laughs> the DMs. Anyways. Um, this was so much fun. This was very Thanks fun. This was very fun. I'm glad we did this. I'll be back for many more episodes. Will you? Don't say that. <laughs> all the music tonight was handpicked by Keisha herself. Um, yeah. The trend will probably be that if I have guests, they'll pick the music. Unless it's like, unless I get like a big guest or something, like an author, then I'll pick it myself. <laughs> um, I think that's basically it. I did all the, all the housework. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything else? Um, if you're planning on being a parent as a black person, <laughs> do better. Go that's to therapy. Go to therapy. Or like, if you don't go to therapy, do like some meditation. <laughs> yeah i do something to better yourself before you decide to have children and push whatever is in your brain on them that's all i ask yeah yeah see ya <laughs> bye <laughs>